0: resuming our study in 1st Samuel. We're looking at chapters 16 and 17 today, which deal with some pretty important stuff and some pretty uh, famous stories. First of all, we have the anointing of King David, but then that quickly follows the story of David and Goliath. And uh, Maybe one of the most famous and well-known stories in the world. Even amongst secular people know of the, uh, you know, unbelieving people know of the story of David and Goliath. It's used as a metaphor all the time uh, in in conversation and, you know, it's it arguably maybe the flood is more famous, but it, that would be it. And uh, so we're going to be covering that today looking at that today and it's much different the story is much different than what's portrayed in like children's stories right Uh, we're also going to take a sidestep for about two minutes two minutes tops while we're looking at that story to examine some information about Goliath's brothers for the purpose of understanding who Goliath really was And, uh, understanding that he wasn't the only one. He actually had four other brothers. Um, we'll dig into that, but I'll give you a hint. He wasn't a normal human being. He was a descendant of the giants. Literally a race of giants. Uh, whereas children's stories and modern day pastors typically try to portray Goliath as just a really tall guy. Um like Shaquille O'Neal or something, you know? But let's just use Shaquille O'Neal as an example. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is probably 7'2", maybe only 7' because on basketball rosters, they tend to add a few inches. And he's absolutely huge and massive compared to most people, right, at 7' tall. You've probably seen throughout history pictures and things of people who've been close to eight foot tall who've had some rare disease or something like that. They usually die very young. Um, They can hardly walk. They're pretty fragile uh, because they they, they weren't meant to be that large. This is not what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a very strong, big, athletic, just under ten foot tall warrior. He is not a common man, or a man at all. He is a descendant of the giants, and I'm going to show you that uh, in the scriptures today. Okay, without further delay, let's go ahead and dig in, because we got a lot of verses to cover in a short amount of time. Chapter 16, I'm reading from the King James Bible this morning. Let's begin. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil, and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with thee, and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord and called Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show thee what thou shalt do and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee and Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said comest thou in peace and he said peaceably i am come to sacrifice unto the lord sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass, when they were come to look at Eliab, and he said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For the man looketh on on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart." And Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. And Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent, and he brought him in. Now he was rudy, and withal of beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Rise, anoint him, for this is he. By the way, that word rudy, uh, it, it means like reddish or reddish hair. Or reddish, like pigmentation of the skin, uh, that—that's what that's talking about, because uh, it, it gets used a couple of times um, describing David. It's—it's it's the Hebrew word adin mani, and uh, it means reddish of hair or complexion. That's what it means. Uh, all right, let's move on. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. And anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servant, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player of an harp. And it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto the servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants, and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and mighty, valiant man, a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse, and said, Send me David thy son, which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread, and a bottle of wine, and a kid, and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul, and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. So this is kind of the beginning of the relationship with Saul and and David. You know, God removed his Holy Spirit from Saul and instead sent him a evil spirit to bother him. Um. And of course you could do a whole study on that and what that means. But what would they what he would do is he would bring David in, and David would play his music, would play the harp, and the evil spirit would depart from Saul, and Saul would feel good. Okay, so that's what's going on here. And it says that Saul loved him, and he asked Jesse, Hey, I need him to stand before me. He becomes Saul's armor-bearer, etc. etc. Now, we move into chapter 17. We have the defiance of Israel by Goliath the giant. Let's have a look at what the scriptures have to say about this. Now, the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shokoth, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between Shokohah and Ezekah and Ephanes Damin. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on on the one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span. Now, please note, uh, according at least to the footnotes in my Bible, a cubit is about a foot and a half, and a span is about nine inches, so if my math is correct, that puts Goliath at nine foot nine, just under ten foot. Okay, Verse five, He had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. Okay, so... This guy is huge. And the things that he's carrying on his body, are it's hard to imagine how much it weighs. And it's not just his mail of coat. Look at verse 6. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs, a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and he cried into the armies of Israel and said unto them, "Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and ye servants to Saul, choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me so Goliath I think when we th- I think just because of all the little children's stories and the unanointed preaching that people have gotten the wrong idea about the actual size of Goliath how big and strong he was and it seems to be lost on the church by and large not all pastors but by and large on the church and on Christianity that there actually was a real race of giants throughout the scripture throughout biblical history it's part of the reason for the flood of Noah's day like it's very frustrating to me. Um, you've, I've done several videos. You can go find them. There, I think most of them are underneath the, the playlist of Enoch. I talk about how you can go search in Google right now and dig up articles that are from the early 1900s. From the New York Times and other uh, uh, news organizations where even here in the United States they were digging up 10 to 15 foot skeletons. Okay, there was no social media at that time. there was no internet at that time so it didn't the information didn't fly around the country, but the articles are clear there you can look at them you can see pictures of the skeletons that they were digging up. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent and we're running out of time. So let's look at second Samuel verse 21, 18 through 22. so a handful of verses here. remember, Goliath was from Gath, but he wasn't the only giant from that area. Verse 18. And it came to pass after this, that there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. This is second Samuel. We're looking in the future here to get more information. Then Sibikiah and Hushahith slew Saf, which was, was, a son, was the son of the giant. And there again, a battle in Gob with the Philistine where Elihanan the son of Jeragam a Bethlehemite slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam and there was yet a battle in Gath where a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes four and twenty-four in number he also was born to the giants listen The Bible doesn't give you details just for fun. It gives it to you because it wants to give you a deeper understanding or because it wants you to do more research. These giants, again, not normal humans. They weren't humans. They had six fingers. They had six toes on each foot. They're 10 foot tall for crying out loud. It's very clear to anybody in that day that they weren't human. Right, verse twenty-one, and when he defied Israel, Jonathan the son of Shemaiah the brother of David slew him. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and fell by the hand of David and by his servants. So in Gath there was five giants that we count: Goliath and his four brothers, six fingers on each hand. By the way, this is not the only example where they talk about giants in the Bible. Uh, there's even a giant king mentioned in the Bible and it talks about how big his bed is and all that stuff it gives you all these dimensions so that you understand that hey, this is not a 7 foot big person this is a 10 to 15 foot giant okay, I think if, if, if you still can't get it I, I just don't know what to say it's all throughout the scriptures there's skeletons and and things that's been dug up all around the world to prove this point and yet, so many remain ignorant But anyway, let's get back to the story. Verse 9. If he be able to fight with me, Goliath talking here, and to kill me, then then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephraite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse. And he had eight sons, and the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of these three sons went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, and next unto him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself for forty days. And Jesse said to David his son, Take now for thy brethren and Eva- of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their house of their thousand and look how thy brethren fare and take their pledge. So Jesse's worried about his three sons who are in war and he says he's sending David with food and things for them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines and David rose up early in the morning And he left the sheep with the keeper, and he took and he went as Jesse commanded him. And he came to the trench, as the host was going forth to the fight, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and ran to the army, and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath, by name, out of the armies and of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that the, that is come up? Surely to defy Israel he is come up, and he shall be that the man who killedeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. So. Uh, Saul's offered a reward, like wealth and his daughter, which is important information later on. Uh, Not today, but later on in the future. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away his reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab his eldest brother heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride, and thy naughtiness of thy heart. For thou come down, that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned him toward another and spake after the same manner, and the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion, and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. So David's like, you think I'm worried about this Philistine? I've literally been in hand-to-hand combat with a lion. Right? Verse 36. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. Verse 37. David said, moreover, The Lord hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he assayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. So David is wearing no armor. All right. Remember how decked out in armor uh, Goliath was? By the way, Goliath wasn't alone. He had a shield bearer as well. Verse 40. He took a staff in his hand. And he chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. By the way, this is probably nothing, but I think it's interesting that David had five stones. And how many giants were there, according to uh, the study we just did in Second Samuel a few minutes ago? Moving on. And the Philistine came on, and he drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. So David's up against not just Goliath, but the shield-bearer as well. Sometimes that fact is overlooked when we look at the scriptures here. Verse 42. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and rudy and a fair countenance. In other words, Goliath's like, who's this pretty boy, right? This is what you're you're bringing this guy, this pretty boy. He's rudy, he's fair of countenance. And he goes on to say, Am I a dog? Verse 43, And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog, that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. And then David said unto the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of Yahuwah of Sabaoth the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and unto the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Is there any curiosity, I mean, of course God's going to bless David in this. Because David is insulted because they're insulting his God. And everything he's doing is in the name of his God and for the purpose that everyone will know that there is a God in Israel. You see, this is why God wants David as the king. Because David's heart is bent towards God. While the armies of Israel are cowering in their tents they're being afraid of the philistine of the giant david is so offended that he that this guy would come out this uncircumcised philistine would come out and talk about his god that he's ready to go to war and he's promising to cut this guy's head off and give his body his carcass to the animals verse 47 And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. I mean this, we just overlook some of these things sometimes. David is in a full sprint. Imagine you've got a 10 footer Who's gigantic? Who's got a shield bearer and an army behind him? And you and your sling are in a dead sprint towards them. Talk about faith in God and trusting in the Lord's provision. Verse forty-nine. We're almost done here. And David put his hand in the bag and he took, and he took thence a stone and he slung it and smote the Philistine in the forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling, and with a stone, and he smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine, and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof, and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistine until thou came into the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way of Sharim, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem and put his armor in his tent. So David took David took Goliath's armor and his head back to Jerusalem. Verse 55. And when Saul saw David go forth against Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of his host, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, Inquire thou whose son this stripling is. And as David returned... From the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said unto him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite. And that is the end of the amazing story of David and Goliath. And I hope That if you haven't heard that story in a long time or maybe you're new to this podcast and you haven't heard all these extra details, I pray that you've been blessed this morning. Man, that we would all have the confidence and the faith of David. To have no fear about running into the pit of danger because you're just so sure that God is with you. Thank you for listening thank you to the very few of you who support this work and help me make it possible i couldn't do it without you i'm so grateful for those of you who are willing and able to support this mission of truth thank you so much peace and grace be with all of you and until next time god bless